Hello and welcome to Yours Mentally, a podcast that discusses issues that we all have on our mind but are too afraid to speak on. Our podcast is a safe space for anyone who wants to discover more about and improve their mental well-being. On this episode of Yours Mentally, we have with us Dr. Pragya Sharma, who is a clinical psychologist. She has been working in this field for more than nine years. She has an MPhil in clinical psychology as well as a PhD in clinical psychology. She has been awarded the Youth Fellowship Award from the World Congress of Psychiatry. We're so so happy to have you, Pragya. So in today's episode, where we talk about emptiness syndrome, and first question to you is: Can you please introduce what exactly emptiness syndrome is for our listeners, and can you also elaborate how we behave if we're going through it? Right. So emptiness syndrome basically comes from the concept where you think about birds, and you think about uh, they have chicks in their nest, and they feed them, and once the chicks are grown up and they can fly, they leave. This is this is something that also happens with humans in the way that our children grow up and they become adolescents or adults and they move out of the home, which is when emptiness syndrome begins for the parents involved because they realize that there are uh, a lot of lot of their time and lives revolved around their children and now they are not there anymore. So there's this emptiness that happens. Uh, in terms of um, symptoms or or behavior as you say uh that happens when a person is experiencing emptiness syndrome is maybe they might start feeling sad they might get anxious about certain things so emptiness syndrome although it's not a diagnosis it's it's a phenomena that occurs when when children move out and parents realize that their lives revolved around these children and and they are no longer there so the behavior they might exhibit may be something like sadness uh something like anxiety symptoms of anxiety or uh unable to uh know what to do with that time extra time that they have on hands these are some of the behaviors that they will experience so as a student who's right. traveling abroad for further education how can i help my parents overcome emptiness syndrome even when i'm away so even before mm-hmm. uh you are traveling abroad mm-hmm. you might want to um work with your parents in terms of preparing them for the transition as well so uh usually the primary caregiver who's mostly mothers uh in in our uh, part of the world is uh that they devote most of their time to children and they drop out of their work or their hobbies in order to take care of you so when you before you're moving out of the country you might want to put uh your primary caregiver in touch with some of the things that they uh used to enjoy uh might make them uh might push them towards their social networks and hobbies that they have given up on and once you are abroad you might want to uh keep in touch with them over video calls uh making sure that they you even though you are in different part of the world even though the time zones are different and you are busy you're still taking time out for might uh lessen their sadness to a certain extent right right so Pragya, can one prepare, prepare beforehand to avoid the pangs of emptiness? Yes, right. So as I said before, that uh, even before you move abroad, you might want to help your uh, parents transition to the fact that you are going there. So you might want to encourage them to do uh, some things that they used to enjoy earlier, or to uh, be more active in their social networks. And you might also want to reassure them about how often you'll be getting on a video call with them. off and you'll be coming back from your study something that's more realistic rather than uh something that just might uh give them reassurance but you also have to be realistic about it so that the expectations are set much in advance and they are 
know that even though you are moving to a different part of the world, you they'll still be able to see you uh, quite often. How long do the effects of emptiness syndrome last? I I wish I could I could state a time. There's there's no time for it because it's it's more about individual differences and um, how attached uh, your parents are to you. Mm. Of a time that they invest in you daily, how much of their life have they kept on hold because you were uh, their main uh, agenda for day year after year. So it it depends on all these factors. It might last two months. It might last six months to even a year at times. Right. Okay. So in an era where we're constantly connected digitally, do you think emptiness syndrome is a serious problem that need needs attention? Like back in the day, you know, we didn't have phones, we didn't have video calling and stuff like that. So back in the day, it was actually a serious problem. But do you do you think it still is a serious problem? Of course, uh, technology has made things a lot easier in terms of calls and video calls and feeling that that the person is still near you instead of the long letters or emails that that was uh, back in the day uh, thing. It it has reduced emptiness syndrome to a certain extent, but I won't say that it has completely gotten rid of that syndrome because you are not there. The person is uh, your parent is not uh, able to devote as much time to you as they were earlier. They are not uh, cooking food for you. They are not taking you out. They are not driving you around. So they will uh, definitely be missing all these aspects. So it has reduced emptiness syndrome, and it has uh, probably worked uh, well in terms of recovery, in terms of you uh, getting past the emptiness syndrome soon. Once you realize that okay, there are video calls and uh, other uh, ways to remain uh, in touch, but it hasn't completely gotten rid of the syndrome. Okay. Right. So, is there a specific age group that experiences emptiness syndrome? For example, if I'm leaving home, will my thirteen-year-old uh, sister experience it? Emptiness syndrome is uh, usually reserved for caregivers and parents, and not necessarily siblings. Um, also, because uh, your thirteen-year-old sister will be busy with her school, your seventeen-year-old brother will be busy with his college, and it's not like they are devoting their entire uh, time and uh, life and energy to you. So it might not affect them as much. But uh, even even with your parents, maybe if if your father uh, is not that attached to you in the sense that he doesn't spend a lot of time with you and he's busy with his work and comes home late and sees you majorly on the weekends, it might not affect him as much as it would uh, your mother, who's uh, maybe a homemaker, or even if she's not a homemaker, maybe she spends a lot of time with you, uh, especially on the weekends or otherwise. So, um, in in terms of other specific age group, yes, it might affect. Um, parents who who are um, earlier uh, who are older in age, uh, those who may be retired, those who may not have a lot to do with their time, uh, unlike someone who's in probably in their thirties and working on their careers, and they they would still be able to go back to their work and and take care of that. So, do people feel the pang of emptiness syndrome with all their children, or only when the first one leaves the house? So, uh. People may or may not feel emptiness syndrome with with um, all their children. It, it's 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 there's no um, guidelines as such that they'll feel it with the first child or they'll feel it with all their children or they'll feel it with the second child. You never know when it hits you because a it is dependent on your uh, circumstances in this moment, right? What is it that you're doing with your time? How much? And and your uh, connection with with your child, how much you're attached to him or her, how much of time and energy you can spend with this uh, child of yours, 
So uh, it might happen all the time with all the kids. It might happen with one kid and not the other. This could be the first one. This could be the last one. So there's no, there's no particular guideline or rule about when it happens and with whom it happens. Can a new person in their life soften the blows of emptiness syndrome or is time the best healer? So uh, when, when you say new person in their life, of course, we uh, are not looking at having a new kid, Abby. I mean, uh, this is not going to make a lot of difference, except for the fact that if a, if a new person in their life um, takes, takes uh, a lot of their time and energy, they might be able to heal a little quickly. Perhaps, as I said, if they have their social networks uh, with them, if they have something to do with their time, they might heal earlier than, than they would have otherwise but of course, time time uh, also helps. And, and the fact that they will also transition, they will also realize that they are still in touch uh, with the child and the child has not completely disappeared off the face of the earth. So that that generally helps with both time as well as how they uh, manage this empty time uh, in the absence of the child. Both these things would actually help them heal. Does gender play a role in whether we experience emptiness syndrome or not? With regards to gender, uh, the only way it, it changes uh, how, how the genders experience emptiness syndrome is A, about who is the primary caregiver, who is the person who's more attached to the child, who is the person who uh, spends more time and energy with the child. That person will uh, experience more uh, adverse reactions of emptiness syndrome than the other person who uh, probably pays the child's fees, uh, supports him or her financially, but does not have a lot of time uh, to spend with the child. So uh, it, it could be anyone, but but usually since it is mothers, so we, we tend to see more uh, females experiencing emptiness syndrome. So it is more to do with the time spent and the attachment uh, with the child and how much of their life had they put on hold when, when they were bringing up the child, which usually, I'm, I'm still not saying that that's always the case, but usually it's the mother. And, and that's why she... Uh, uh, faces these reactions and, and symptoms more than the uh, male gender. There are a few scientific studies that suggest that emptiness syndrome is overrated and children leaving homes is a normal part of life. What is your opinion on this? Well, of course, children leaving homes is, is a normal part of life and, and uh, the Western world would have you believe that they uh, usually kick their children out at 15 years of age, uh, while um, uh, this Eastern... Uh, part of the world, we, we tend to keep them with us throughout their life. We might want uh, their uh, partners to move in and their grandchildren to be there. So, so it's, it's, it's different in uh, different parts of the world, how we perceive children leaving home. And even though it's, it's a normal part of life, uh, we, we cannot say that the emptiness syndrome is overrated. I mean, uh, it would be denying the feelings of, of the person who's undergoing them. So if there is sadness and there's grief, uh, how can you deny that this has happened or that this person should not experience these emotions? The person's ex, uh, emotions are for him or her to experience and they're completely valid and we have to respect what they are going through. Even though it might be normal for someone that, that the child is going away at 13 or 17 or 25 years of age, it is not okay for this particular parent and, and they have to work through their feelings. From a parent's point of view, how can they cope with emptiness syndrome? So uh, from the point of view of a parent, uh, I think it would be nice to kind of restructure your life uh, now that now that the child is moving outside. Uh, so you might want to think about all the things that you're kind of put on hold, saying that, OK, I will come back to this later 
all right, uh, once the child is grown up, I'll do this particular hobby. I'll meet my friends more often. I will uh, maybe work part time, maybe work full time. These are the things that I kept on hold while the child was growing up. And now I have the time. So, so start investing your times and dreams and goals that you had from your life, but somehow you had put up put on hold and even even if you had not put on hold then you might want to think of new things that that will give you the happiness some new hobbies uh interacting with new people going out um working on your fitness maybe physical fitness maybe mental fitness doing some uh yoga meditation uh joining a gym anything that that might uh give you a more semblance of a normal life and and keep you motivated and on your feet and not constantly sulking in bed and and worrying and thinking about the child who's not there anymore so so just keeping yourself busy as as well as you can okay so that was quite an interesting episode and it's also very relevant in today's time because a lot of us are leaving for university now so thank you pragya for being with us and to everyone who's reached earlier thank you for listening and we'll see you guys in the next episode